0: Anne Whitfield grew up in the village of Whitfield Cove. The town was named for her ancestor Albert, the first Duke of Cambridge. As the only daughter of Lord Adrian and Lady Caroline Whitfield, the present Duke and Duchess, she had enjoyed an exceptional way of life. She lived at the family's country home, Meadowlands, one of the most magnificent estates in England, and whatever Anne wished for had been hers. She cried for a pony at age five, and a pretty little Shetland appeared in the stables— At eight she wanted a playhouse, and Lord Adrian built a replica of Meadowlands near the duck-pond. At ten, after complaining that her nanny was too stern, a new lady was hired, younger, prettier. She didn't believe in discipline. On Anne's seventeenth birthday she was given an Alfa Romeo 6C, and in the same year she became engaged to the Honourable Sloane Thornton, son of Lord Rowan and Lady Celia Thornton. They were the Earl and Countess of Wexford, and lived at Highcroft Hall, in the hamlet named for their family, Thornton-on-Sea. Whitfield Cove and Thornton-on-Sea were villages separated by an old wooden bridge that crossed a marshy inlet. Inhabitants of the two towns considered them one entity. Anne was a beautiful girl, with tumbling waves of chestnut hair, rose-tinted cheeks, and long-lashed blue eyes. In spite of what was clearly an overindulgent childhood, She'd somehow managed to escape becoming a demanding, self centered young lady. Blessed with a sweet personality, everyone thought her charming and kind. The world was Anne's oyster, until she lost her fiance Sloane, to Elise Lisac, a beautiful French refugee he'd met during the war. After breaking their engagement, Sloane won Elise's heart, and they married in nineteen forty five. Along with the first disappointment in Anne's life, she experienced a new emotion. Rage. When Sloane rejected her, Anne's dark side emerged. She did everything she could to sabotage his and Elisa's happiness. But in the end, their love prevailed. Anne had no choice but to retreat to Meadowlands, dispirited and miserable, having lost all hope for a happy future. She felt wretchedly alone. Above all, her anger turned inward. She hated herself for behaving in such an immature way, "'lashing out at Sloane "'and shattering "'what had been "'a lifelong friendship. "'Anne had seen "'one other suitor "'after Sloane. "'His name was Elliot Woodbridge, "'and ironically "'he had been "'Sloane's best man. "'She'd met him "'at Sloane "'and Elisa's "'engagement party, "'which she'd never "'expected to attend, "'but they had sent "'an invitation. "'To save face, "'she'd gone. Elliot was "'quite taken with her, "'but after a few dates "'Anne lost interest. "'She wasn't ready "'for any sort "'of romantic relationship.' So when the summer of 1946 arrived, she was emerging from a pathetically unhappy winter, having been nearly isolated at her parents' estate, feeling hateful and unloved since the previous December. When summer came, Anne began to feel restless. She started to think about a new direction for her life. Since she'd lived in Whitfield Cove since birth, the idea of moving to London suddenly became appealing. She was no longer a child. At twenty-three, it was time to be on her own. She wanted to spread her wings and find out what she was capable of accomplishing. After more than one lengthy discussion with her parents, they finally agreed to the proposed move. First, of course, she'd have to find employment. The idea was a bit frightening for a young lady who'd never worked before. Anne wasn't certain she was qualified for any sort of job. She made list after list of the things she enjoyed, as well as personal traits she thought might be strengths. She was organized, well-spoken, outgoing— bright, and poised. She loved animals, fashion, art, helping others, and writing. Would that combination be enough to secure a position in a business environment? After extensive consideration, Anne sat down with her father and asked him to give her ideas about how to search for employment. She told him that when she'd thought it all through, she was certain she'd like work that involved fashion. Her father mentioned that he and Lady Caroline had met the president of Haviland's department store at a party within the past year. His name was Randall Gorman. Lord Whitfield thought it might be worthwhile for Anne to contact him, to see if Haviland's might be willing to speak with her about employment possibilities. He further said that it would be all right to use his name. Anne rang Haviland's and was put through to Mr. Gorman, after telling his secretary that she was Lord Adrian Whitfield's daughter. Mr. Gorman was very cordial. She explained that she was looking to relocate to London and was seeking employment,